Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. Happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday. I hope you had a great start to your week today. I hope that your weekend was nice, whatever it was you were doing, party, relaxing, working, whatever you were doing, I hope you had a good time doing it and that this was a good start to your week and not a a hectic start. And as we move along in this year, I mean, we're already in March, so the years are already flying by. Um, today is March 2nd, and, you know, March is uh, Women's History Month, you know, right uh, from Black History right on in to Women's History. And for Women's History Month, we have a lot of, um, you know, great women that we're going to highlight, accomplish, accomplish, accomplished, and accomplishing a lot of things. Um... Yeah, um, people who are, uh, are, are glass ceiling breakers and creating new things and just an inspiration to to everyone. And so uh, today we're going to look at two women who uh, actually are making strides and uh, as we said, uh, broke, bro- broke the, the ceiling, the glass ceiling, so to speak, in an industry that's not readily familiar or identifiable with black Americans. And that's NASCAR. When you think of NASCAR, you don't think of black people. You don't, because you never, you don't really see any black drivers. You don't see any uh, black people on the pit, pit crews. You don't see any black owners of the racing team. So, you don't, we don't really um, readily identify with NASCAR. As a matter of fact, if you watch any of those races, you see a lot of these Confederate flags flying all over the place so like i said you wouldn't readily associate that with black people but they are two women who have made strides in the world of nascar and uh not only by uh promoting diversity but also owning racing teams and uh getting you know women and and black women and on the pit crews and black men who are drivers but the main thing is that they are owning or co-owning their NASCAR teams. The first woman we're going to highlight is a woman by the name of Dr. Jennifer Satterfield Siegel. And she is the first African-American NASCAR uh, owner in which she, uh, um, owner of a team rather, in which she owns with her husband, Max Siegel. Um, and their team has experienced a lot of success. They, their, uh, their team is called Rev Race, Rev Racing, and in just the last uh, six years of them being in existence, the first African American NASCAR National Series race winner in 50 years is attributed to them. The first African American woman to go over the wall on a pit crew in a NASCAR National Series, them as well. The NASCAR Xfinity Series Rookie of the Year and the 2016 NASCAR Xfinity Series Champion are all credited to them. And I'm sure, you know, and I know know that they have um, experienced a lot of success, you know, since this article was written about her, since this article was written um, a couple of years ago. But I just kind of stumbled upon it. And I was like, oh, we got to talk about this because, you know, I never knew that there were any, um, you know, owners of NASCAR teams who were black, let alone women. And as far as I can tell, as of now, um, the only black owners of NASCAR teams are women. So the first one we're highlighting is Dr. Jennifer Satterfield Siegel. And, um, you know, she started 
her and her her and her husband started the team in 2014 and um, as she she you know runs the team and and takes care of all that while her husband runs as as he's a co-owner of the team but he also runs nascar's drive for diversity program and it was this program that you know opened the door for many other people for, for, for people of color, like drivers, and for um, the woman to, uh, the quote-unquote, go over the wall to be part of a pit crew on a NASCAR on a NASCAR team during a NASCAR National Series. These are all things, you know, that were unheard of before. A woman on a pit crew, you know, a black you know NASCAR driver, you didn't really hear too much of, of that before, you know, uh, rev racing. You know, they are they get the credit for it because through NASCAR's Drive for Diversity program, which Max Siegel heads and through Rev Racing, which Dr. Jennifer uh, Satterfield Siegel runs, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, grounds have been broken for African-Americans in the world of NASCAR. Now, she's an Indianapolis native and a resident, and she's also a, a prominent board certified pediatric dentist. And she's the owner and head dentist of Special Smiles Pediatric Dentistry in her hometown, hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, she has made a, an impact as a car owner, um, running under the management of Rev, Rev Racing. And uh, she's also, as we talked about before, she's also had a lot of success, um, you know, running Rev, Rev Racing um, under her management. They have uh, Rev Racing has trained drivers and pit crew members and prepared them for many of NASCAR's uh, different race series like the Camping World Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Monster Energy Cup Series since um, for for many years. Um, There are uh, many drivers that are are all a testament to the program's success. Um, As a first year owner in 2014, she uh, garnered one of her drivers that she sponsored garnered a uh, a top 10 finish in um, in one of the races uh, um, uh, and in 2015 uh, one of the cars that she sponsored she sponsored a car that was uh, named after her uh, dental company special smiles pediatric dentistry toyota um one of the cars that she's that car that she sponsored came in and um and uh well, see, I don't know racing lingo because I'm not a NASCAR fan myself. But uh, the car that she sponsored earned four top fives, eight top tens, and one win at Virginia's International Raceway. So, I, I mean, I imagine that that's a very good thing. She also owned uh, the number two Toyota car driven by Colin um, Cavery, who earned one win, two top fives, and three top tens. So, she's had... And there's much more success that she's experienced in just a few years of her running uh, Rev Racing. And, um, you know, a lot of her drivers and the people on on the pit crews are people of color. So that's a huge deal because that's not a sight that you would rarely see at a, at a NASCAR race. And the fact that they're successful at it is even a bigger deal. Um, as NASCAR continues to diversify... Um, Dr. Uh, Jennifer Siegel looks for ways to increase opportunities for diverse drivers and pit crew members. She said, I could not be more proud of the success of the drivers and pit crew graduates. I'm very excited about the role I have played in the development of these young men and women. Being the first African-American female NASCAR owner and sponsor has allowed me to impact an entire sport and culture. 
We look forward to many more years of continued success for these young, diverse men and women. I mean, and so that's a beautiful thing that, you know, she's, you know, having this this success with Rev Racing and continuing to make strides in this world and changing the culture, the culture and, and the entire sport, as she mentioned. And she's always, you know, been a trailblazer. Uh, she was voted many times the top pediatric dentist in Indianapolis. Her volunteer and business accomplishments have been recognized by the March of Dimes, the Indianapolis uh, Business um, Journal, Jack and Jill of America, and the Coalition of Black Women. And that's just to name a few. Um, Her success rate just continues to soar, and she is focused on providing the same opportunities for others to pave their way in the sport and in other industries as well. So, you know, Dr. Jennifer Siegel is a trailblazer you know and 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 what she's doing not only in her personal work as being a top dentist in indianapolis but also in the world of nascar racing she will continue to own she continues to own and sponsors a car um or cars rather (laughs) rather and uh while serving children and special needs patients at her practice in indianapolis and her and her husband max are focused on finding the next set of talented drivers and pick crew members to take the track and follow their professional winning streak. So that's a beautiful thing. I mean, you got a power couple here between um, Dr. Jennifer Satterfield Siegel and her husband Max, and just the fact that she's done so, she's had so much success, you know, on her own managing Rev uh, Racing and, you know, getting, making it more diverse. And, um, and and just and just completely changing the whole entire sport like that's a big thing, and her you know opening up this door has has led for another sister to come in and actually be an owner of a NASCAR team. So Dr. Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Satterfield Siegel, we thank you for your contribution to Black history and Black culture. We look forward to seeing how you continue to change the sport and the game in NASCAR and as well as your continued success in your own business and your own practice and we salute you and we'll be we'll definitely be keeping an eye because now that we have someone who's representative of us you know maybe maybe some of us will uh, start to you know tune in especially when you know Rev Racing is racing so that opens up the door to another sister who has made strides in the NASCAR world and owned and operates her own team. A sister by the name of Melissa Harville LeBron. And she's the first black woman to she's the first black first solo black woman to own a NASCAR team. Now, although she's not the first to own one, she's the first to be the solo owner of a NASCAR team. So let me just kind of clarify that a little bit. Now, she, you know, has the entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, just like, you know, Dr. Jennifer um, Siegel, who owns her own practice, you know, this sister as well, Melissa LeBron, she owns, she has the entrepreneurial spirit and she she owns her own business as well. And uh, she never knew or even could even imagine that her pursuits and ambitions would lead her to get into the world of NASCAR. Now, she is a single mother, she has three children, and um, she even is raising some of her siblings' kids. And so she's got a lot of, <laughs> she's got a lot of people that, you know, depend on her that she's taking care of. But uh, 
her career in the entertainment industry was started when she was young and she was an intern at uh, Sony Music. And uh, by 2005, she launched her own uh, music label while she was working for New York City's Department of Correction. Now, she was doing that for um, quite a few years while she was also working with the city. And, but unfortunately, she had to um, retire early because she suffered a severe asthma attack. And um, so that inspired her to launch a multifaceted entertainment company. And as we know, that that's, you know, a, a, launching a business is always a big risk, especially when you're dealing with, you know, different genres in, in the entertainment industry. And the name of her entertainment company is called W.M. Stone Enterprises, and which she started back in 2014. Now, it's interesting, her entrance into uh, NASCAR came about when she took her sons to a um, to the Charlotte Super Super Speedway at a uh, NASCAR event, and her hope was to deter them from uh, taking up such a dangerous hobby. Of course, it was fun to spend a day with her kids, but she wanted to you know show them how how dangerous NASCAR could be, so that hopefully they wouldn't you know think to even want to enter. Uh, or, or, or drag race because I know in the South drag race drag racing is big I know I have family in South Carolina and a lot of times they would you know soup up their cars and go to those back roads and they'd be drag racing so I'm guessing her wanting to keep them away from I'm guessing her her bringing, bringing her kids here was because drag racing is popular where they're from in, um, in the South in North Carolina so her taking her taking them there had the opposite effect um, it only piqued their interest even more in into car racing. And uh, she said that, you know, once she saw them, how happy they were. They were in cars doing 149, 150 miles an hour. When she saw how elated they were, you know, she couldn't deny the, the effect, that, the positive effect that it had on them. And that's what made her want to get into the business and invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in developing her own team. You know, I mean, you know, as I'm not a parent, but I know as a parent, when you see your children happy like that, it does have an effect on you where it's like, okay, if you guys are going to do this, we're going to we, we're going to do it in a way we can monitor it and benefit from it. And that's, you know, what she did. She uh, she, you know, invested money. Um, she invested her own money into developing her own team, because as we know, there's a as we were just talking about before, there's a lack of diversity in the world of NASCAR and um, and racing. Uh, there aren't, you know, when she started uh, this a little while ago, there weren't many drivers of color aside from Rev Racing or any owners aside from Rev Racing. So uh, this motivated her to kind of help fill in that gap. And so she created E2 Northeast Motorsports, which is under the umbrella of WM Stone Enterprises, and uh, it became one of it became uh, one of the first, obviously, because Rev Racing is the first. So it became the second um, multicultural team to race competitively in NASCAR with four black and Latino drivers. Two of the black drivers are her sons, um, and the other two drivers are Latino drivers. Um, and she uh, fortunately uh, have found success as well. And her uh, foray into NASCAR. Uh, their first race was in uh, February of 2018, and um, in the Camping World Truck Series. 
and um, they partnered up with some uh, with like as we mentioned a multicultural team one of their racers their drivers uh, Scott Stenzel who had took a three year three year hiatus he joined in on their team and partnered up with them and uh, he uh, drove on the Daytona International Speedway and made his uh, debut after three years out and uh, he was happy to partner up with them and to be a part of this uh, this movement that you know that's going on to diversify NASCAR. Um, in addition to granting opportunities to people of color, she um, is 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 pushing as well to see more uh, sport owners, particularly of NASCAR teams, who are people of color. And she even said it's important for our culture to push generational wealth to our children. It's important to lead by example. All too often our children see negative images of our culture and I think it's very important for people of our culture um, actually succeeding in business. So by her creating this team, she is in fact creating generational wealth or something that she can pass down to her sons and since they're involved in the business with her, they know the business, they know how to run the business that, so that they can you know, keep it successful and when they have kids, if they don't already have kids, then they can have something that they can pass down. But she's so right about, you know, um, pushing generational wealth to our children and and maintaining if you are successful enough to buy property or open a a business or businesses and you have children to be able to have something to pass down to them, but also show them how they can, you know, keep it going or grow whatever it is that you're passing down to them and not where it, you know, you know, and not where the where the wealth will decrease with the next generation and be gone by the generation after that, because there's all kind of studies that show how generational wealth in the black community, one man will make it, or, or one generation will make it, and then as every generation behind, the wealth will get less and less and less to where it's down to almost nothing. So that's a a, a true statement that she made um, when mentioning that um, about generational wealth. But as mentioned, you know, these are two women, Dr. Jennifer Jennifer Satterfield Siegel and and, uh, Melissa Harville LeBron, two women who, um, as we said, you wouldn't even think are, you know, you wouldn't even think about them entering into NASCAR. But yet and still, they're two owners, two bosses in the world of NASCAR, and they both are pushing they both are pushing to to for more diversity in the field and as uh, dr jennifer you know siegel she's trying to get more women on pit crews and you know their example who knows what their example can do for future generations maybe there are other young girls out there now who who may may want to enter the sport or may want to get into the field of automotive and get be a part of a pit crew the uh, positive effects that this can have on uh, young people, on, on generations, is, is is big. So we just wanted to highlight these two women today and um, and what they're doing because it is something that's you know pretty groundbreaking because you know it's not something that's readily you know attributed to us. But you know everything that we do, everything that we put our hand in, we uh, we usually as a people find success. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, Melissa Melissa LeBron's success. A continued success in her NASCAR team and we'll be keeping an eye on that as well so we just want to 
uh, Melissa Harville LeBron, we just want to salute you as well for your contribution to black history, black culture, and being a groundbreaker and, and, and expanding into different fields. So that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. We just wanted to do our first one for Women's History Month since the, since the beginning of March. And just get started, you know, just get get the week started. We've been doing a lot of episodes, you know, um, lately back to back. But there's just, you know, so much of our history to talk about. So, you know, it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's a lot to talk about. But um, thank you all for the continued support. And uh, we'll be coming at you soon with more Black History and Women's History Month. And uh, also, we just also want to mention the website, TheEverydayBlackHistory.com, TheEverydayBlackHistory.com. We're on social media, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and the website as well. So, uh, once again, thank you all for the support, and stay tuned for the next episode.